0: Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. Holly is a wife, mom, coach, and entrepreneur. She wears these and many more hats while running three successful businesses, a gym, online counseling and nutrition program, and commercial cleaning company. She brings a unique perspective to everyday life with her spicy, no-nonsense attitude. Holly helps her clients keep it simple with small tweaks that over time add up to big life changes. With that, let's get on with today's episode. Here's my friend, Holly Cochran, an incredible human you need to be listening to every Monday. Hello there, family, friends, strangers. We are back at the Monday Matters podcast. I'm Holly Cochran, and we are here today to talk about part two of balancing hormones. So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast episode, you might want to start there. I talk a little bit about what hormones are and what our body needs to do to produce them and to eliminate them how they get off balance, all that kind of stuff. We did that last week. So this week, what I want to talk about is if you feel like your hormones have become a little bit off, your orchestra's playing out of tune, you know that you could feel better, you could produce hormones better, or you could eliminate hormones better. If you think there's some room for improvement, then here are some lifestyle Um, and some nutrition hacks that I'm going to give you that can help you to implement a little bit better um, lifestyle strategy to balancing your hormones. Okay. If you do all of the things that I'm talking about already, if you check all these boxes and you have been working away at this for months and months and months already, and you are, or years, some people have been working at this for years and you are just not feeling better. There are also interventions, supplements, things that you can be adding to your system to help better produce or eliminate. So if you, if you listen to this podcast today and you're like, yeah, I do all those things and I don't feel that great. Then it's time to reach out to your naturopath, Dr. Node here at the gym or whoever you are utilizing or your medical profession. I'm hesitant to suggest the medical profession because even even the tests that you do for hormones through the traditional medical profession, the what they say is a good basic range, my hormones are fine based on this range, is huge. Anyway, we don't need to get into any of that right now. But if when I start talking about the things that you can do to help balance your hormones and you're thinking, I do all of that, I don't know how to do this better, then I would be reaching out for some extra support, okay? The biggest lifestyle treatment for adrenal support, we talked about adrenals last week, you should be able to know where they are and be able to find them on your body. The biggest lifestyle support is rest, that is when our body is recharging no longer is it cool to burn it at both ends you're actually not getting any further ahead because you are deteriorating your health rest is incredibly important we need to honor it the best kind of rest is the kind that happens consistently this is the kind of stuff that is not necessarily realistic especially for people who sign up to be shift workers. And we need those people. We need people to be working 24 hours a day in our society and they take a health risk doing that because the best kind of rest happens when it happens consistently. Being in bed before eight and getting seven to eight hours of consistent sleep on a regular basis is the best thing for your body to be able to produce detox, transport and eliminate your hormones and keep that system functioning. Whether or not we get to do this on a regular basis or not is to, you know, to be determined, but it's something that we can be working on and striving for and knowing that every day that we are successful at that is another good day in our, um, sort of health, health focus. Okay. Managing stress is another one of the really big lifestyle things that will improve your hormonal balance. Does that mean eliminating stress? No, I never use that word. I don't know anybody who has been able to completely eliminate their stress and still be in our real world. Maybe if you go off to La La Land, you can have completely eliminated your stress, but stress is a part of our lives. But the way that we individually tackle stressful situations, the daily ones, the big ones that come at us, our stress management toolbox, the bigger we can grow that toolbox and the more tricks we have at managing our stress, the better we're going to be able to feel or how better we're going to be able to digest our food, produce our hormones, do all of the things that our body needs to do to function. They happen better when we're managing our stress better. Does it mean we need to find some sources of stress that we can eliminate and do that? For sure. Definitely. But I don't think that anybody can eliminate all of their stress. It's just about how do we manage it. Things that can help with that stress. Mindfulness. I know that's a big word out there and maybe some of you have bought into doing some of the things or you still are not buying in one bit. But being aware Is what mindfulness means. And when you are aware of what your situation is, when you can see where you are fitting into the bigger picture, when you can see how you are responding to the things that are happening around you and how you are feeling while you are responding to these things, that's being mindful. Okay. Meditation, breath work. We're going to do a we're going to do one exercise that I've taught before on this podcast but I'm going to do it again because I think it's really important when we're talking about managing stress, getting our bodies to rest and relax, slowing things down so that we can produce and eliminate the hormones. We do that in a calm state. So I want to teach you one of my favorite exercises to bring myself down. Um the other thing that we talk about in this sort of area of lifestyle hacks is being in a uh, supportive environment and surrounding yourself with positivity. You may not think that the people in your life, the people in your family, the people in your work environment have much to do with how your hormones are being influenced, but they actually do. They have a lot to do with how your body is creating the level of cortisol or adrenaline, the fight or flight, the stress hormones. If you are sitting in a really toxic environment, whether it's at home or at work on a regular, consistent basis, and you constantly feel yourself being on edge, angry, upset, or ir- irritated, your hormones cannot stay balanced in those environments. Does that mean you can snap your fingers and create a peaceful environment tomorrow? No. But it might mean that these are things to be aware of and to be working towards. What does that look like? Think about it. How do I make myself be a part of a more peaceful and positive environment? Where do I need to spend some time if work is not like that? What can I do outside of work that can balance that for me? Do I need to find a new, you know, a new friend, a new circle of friends that are more forward thinking and mindful that way? So... Yeah, there's a huge connection between how we are socially interacting in this world and how we are physically feeling. So just take a check-in and think, am I in a really good place socially, emotionally with my relationships? And if you're not, then it's really hard to be in a good place physically. It's all connected. So my number one strategy, which I've taught before, so bear with me if you've heard this all, that I do on a every single day basis, now that I have learned it, is a breath work. My, I use the four by four method. There's many more out there. If you Google breath work strategies, you're gonna come up with all kinds. They all have a purpose. So this is not the only one if it doesn't match with you. But for me, I like to just can uh, remember that I need to be breathing into my belly because it's not super natural or it wasn't very natural for me to be doing very good, nice belly breaths with really decent exhales. I did a lot of chest breathing for a long time in my life. So now I like to put my right hand up on my chest and my left hand lower onto my belly and then take a really nice inhale with my mouth closed only through my nose moving the left hand that's on my belly only. No chest breath, just expanding my belly with feeling it into my left hand. And I do that for a count of four. And then at the top, after I've breathed in for four counts, I'm going to hold it for four counts at the top. And I just hold my breath for four counts. And as I exhale, that's when I'm going to open my mouth and breathe out like I'm blowing out the birthday candles. (sighs) Slowly, a count of four, even a count of eight on the exhale works really well. And then I just hold that at the bottom and I don't, don't, take a breath in for four counts while I'm just holding my breath at the bottom. And then again, I will do it where I take A breath in through my nose only with my mouth closed. Pause at the top and hold for four. Breathe out (sighs) for four and hold at the bottom for four. I try to find opportunities in my day to equal out every opportunity where I have felt myself get a little bit elevated. So for sure. During my workout, I know my heart rate's going up. I'm asking for extra adrenaline. I want that feeling. I get off on those exercises and making me feel good, those endorphins. But I'm really good now at making sure that when I am done my workout, I'm going to do four to six sets of the four square breathing at the end of the workout. I am going to calm my system down. So that it doesn't stay up there in a heightened fight or flight state. I relax my body after my workout. And now I've tried to implement it through other parts of my day. So if I go out and kind of cheer on the noon hour class and get myself revved up and I'm not coaching it, but I just like feel myself get a little bit more excited I'll come into my office and just do a little bit of breathing before I continue on to the next strategy, next, uh, session or whatever I'm doing when I'm driving the car. If it's bad weather, like I definitely did this one time this winter that it was not great weather. And I was super stressed when you're clutching the steering wheel and trying so hard to see the road amongst all the snow that is blowing. And you can't see when I finally got home, I just sat parked in my car and did some breathing. I know my body went up as far as a heightened state getting me home. And I just allowed myself to sit those extra few minutes that it took to just sit and relax and breathe in the car when I got home. I think it's making a difference. I know it's definitely making a difference in things like my pelvic floor function. I know that not being so tight and engaged all the time is helping that. So I want to believe that it's helping other areas of my life as well. And it is free. I did not have to sit in a doctor's office to figure this stuff out. I did not need a test done. I do not need e-health to sort this stuff out it is free and at my fingertips. And I think it makes a huge difference. So all of my strategies today are going to be things like that, that can help you just start to repair the taxed systems that might be causing you to be imbalanced. Okay. Nutritional treatment for adrenal healing includes stabilizing blood sugar, One way to stabilize blood sugar is to include fiber, fat, and protein at every single meal and snack. Now, this can be a whole podcast all on its own, and maybe it should be. Maybe I should write that down. I do a fiber, fat, protein podcast. But stabilizing blood sugar by including those macronutrients all together um, is important, especially if you feel like you have adrenal fatigue. So we talked about this a little bit last week, how some of the new studies have shown that giving yourself a longer period of time for digestion, not breaking your fast and intermittent fasting for longer periods of time, longer hours, that can be helpful. Not necessarily if you're trying to balance out and stabilize your blood sugar because it's a little out of whack. You want to eat smaller meals throughout the day while you're in that healing process, okay? You're trying to not have any blood sugar dips during your healing period. And if you need a little bit of protein before bed in order to slow down digestion and give your body that little bit of extra stabilizer before you go to sleep, it might help with sleep and sleep quality if that's a difficult area. I've talked about it at the very beginning, how important rest was And it's frustrating when you're trying really hard to get great rest and you can't stay asleep. So sometimes a little bit of protein, a little bit of turkey or a hard-boiled egg or just the egg white before you go to bed might be helpful for you to improve your sleep quality. You want to avoid caffeine, sugar, and alcohol. And I know that makes me a killjoy. I am aware But the reason I tell people this is because, and same with the other, I'm going to say the other ones too. You want to avoid caffeine, sugar, alcohol, and you want to eliminate gluten, dairy, and any other food intolerance that you have. And I'm saying that for the healing period, which might not be a life sentence. You might not need to avoid those things for the rest of your life. But you need to avoid them when you're healing your adrenals. And here's why. Our body works hard to digest and utilize white flour, which is our gluten, dairy, dairy is hard to digest, and sugar. Sugar really has no use in our body. It doesn't have any purpose, and so it's just a make-work project for us caffeine, there might be a benefit. I'm not saying you have to eliminate all sources of caffeine and alcohol, but they don't necessarily help you with your hormone production or elimination. So if those are the things you're wanting to focus on and get better at, you need to give your body the opportunity to do it by feeding it what work, what will work well. And Gluten and dairy and sugar do not serve your body well during the healing process. Does that mean you have to go completely gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free tomorrow? No, it does not. Ripping that band-aid will not necessarily help you because there's the whole lifestyle um, implication of that, the whole mental health aspect of that. But is it something that you can be working on? It's the kind of thing that I talked about at the very, very beginning. We can't create the perfect recipe. There is no such thing. But we can always be trying to get a little bit better. And maybe that's just simply one recipe at a time. Trying a new recipe that is find things that you will enjoy eating, find things that your family can eat, implementing them, making small changes, maybe one a week, maybe one a month. These little changes make a big difference. So I am saying your body works harder to manage those foods, anything that you are intolerant to, any kind of food sensitivity that you have. Your body has to work harder to deal with those things. And when you are trying to give your body the opportunity to produce and eliminate hormones and balance them out, give it a fair shot. Give your body the opportunity to do that without having to do so much of the other stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to move my slides across so I remember what we're talking about. I have a, a page here that I shared at the Wellness Expo when I did this presentation on symptoms of food intolerance. And I'm just going to list it out because we've already talked about how important digestion is. And if you're not digesting well, you're not going to have balanced hormones. I talked about how we have to make sure we're not eating foods that we are intolerant to, foods that are causing us to work harder than we need to just to be processing and digesting them. So now I just want to take a minute and give you all of the symptoms of a food intolerance so you can take a a bit of reflection as to whether or not maybe I am eating something that I'm not tolerating. Okay? Okay. Any kind of gas or bloating. Like I said last week, a little bit of bloating could just be a signal that you're digesting food, but excessive bloating and gas is a sign that you are eating something you're not using well. Congestion and sinus problems. So when you are really stuffed up, your allergies are bad, that kind of stuff, it can often mean that digestion's not working at its finest, your immune system's not fighting the hardest that it can because digestion and immune systems are doing something else, which is usually managing a food that you shouldn't be eating. If you get migraine headaches, the brain fog, lack of focus, low energy, mood swings, all of those things can be a result of a food that you are intolerant to. Joint pain, anything that ends in an itis, like arthritis, bursitis, those sorts of things usually mean if you suffer from any kind of an itis, it usually means you have some sort of food intolerance that if you just figured out what your body could use a little bit better, some of that would clear up. There are lots of people who have had knee problems and shoulder problems and the better their diet gets and the more they change what they're eating, the less their shoulder hurts or their knees hurt. And they're able to do things like hang from the rig at the gym and do kipping pull-ups because the inflammation goes down. Um, If you have weight loss resistance, it might mean that you are eating a food that is not serving you well and it is becoming a toxin and it is hanging around in your body and making you retain weight. Any kind of skin problems like rosacea and eczema, if your face is looking, or your skin, your arms, your back, your torso, if it looks raw and red and uncomfortable and inflamed, it's pretty easy to make the connection that your intestines look the same. Your skin is is an organ, like your intestines are organs, and when your outside looks one way, the inside's probably looking the same. Um, And if you have an autoimmune disease, so if your body has decided that your own body is not not, um, its friend and it is a pathogen and it starts to attack your own system, then you can pretty much uh, make the assumption that there's some kind of digestive issue and that digestive issue could be coming from some foods that are not serving you well. And so that autoimmunity is a signal or a symptom of a food intolerance. So I included this slide in the presentation at the Health Expo because I wanted people to understand just how much our body whispers to us that if we ignore these little things like some joint pain or our brain fog or a little bit of eczema... If we continue to ignore the whispers, they just get louder. And unfortunately, we don't, we don't want to know what the body has to say when we continue to ignore these whispers. We don't want to hear what it has to say when it's getting louder. We don't like it. I can promise you that. So if your body's whispering to you, if you have a symptom of a food intolerance and you don't know what that food is, it's time for you to investigate That's just one little thing that you can do to help you to feel better. Okay. Why are we talking about all of these strategies? We're talking about these strategies because they help you to heal the roots of the tree. The roots are the base. What everything else is built on. Okay. The roots are probably more easily described as your gut, your gut health. And if you just band-aid your gut health, if you just take medication to help with the heartburn, if you just take steroid cream to help with the rash, if you put band-aids on top of these whispers and they get louder, you are going to be, um, dealing with a bigger issue. When you get down to those roots and you start to heal them, and heal that gut health, which is what your the roots of your tree can be referred to as. When you heal that gut health, then all the other things that travel up from the bottom will also improve. So healing your gut can have a huge impact on your mental health and a huge impact on your skin conditions. All right? Your tree overall just functions better when the roots are stronger and healthier here are a couple of more just simple strategies that are free. You do not have to go to the doctor for these that can help you to improve hormone production or elimination, uh, the endocrine system or the digestive system. Okay. The number one, uh, one of them is not the number one. Number one is rest, but another one is eating slower. Okay. So digestion begins before you start to eat. When you start thinking about your next meal, that's when the, your digestion starts, starts to work. Then you start maybe salivating, having a, your tummy grumble, feeling that little bit of hunger. That's digestion starting. And then the easiest way for your body to have a bit of a support in digestion is for you to eat slowly and chew really well. It's a simple strategy, it's free and something that you can do to help your body improve on its digestion. You want to be able to take that food, put it in and have it come out really nicely. So eat it slowly and chew it well so that it doesn't have to break down great big huge chunks of food. Okay, gentle exercise is another thing. I said last week, wouldn't it be nice if there was a recipe for us, then we knew exactly how much exercise our body can handle. There isn't, unfortunately, but sleep is when our body repairs. If you are feeling like you are not, that you are slightly broken, you might need to be doing more repairing, which happens during sleep. So try to get it. Okay. Managing sleep and a healthy diet. Okay. Um, I talked a bit at the beginning of this episode about supplements because there are some really good ones out there that you also don't need to see a medical doctor for. You might want to ask your advice from a pharmacist or a naturopath about supplements like a probiotic to help heal the gut, bring the good bacteria in. Magnesium, B complexes, trace minerals, the CoQ10, L-glutamine, cod liver oil, adaptogenic herbs, zinc, and apple cider vinegar. I included these in my conversation and this slide at the Health Expo because they can help to support production and elimination. They help support production of Hormones, as well as digestion, which is where we are eliminating hormones. And so depending on where you feel like your system is having a little bit of a a derailment will influence which supplements you choose. But there are lots out there that you can get. You want good quality ones. You want ones that are third-party tested. You don't want to necessarily just go buy stuff off the shelf at you know, superstore and Walmart, if you're not sure if they're quality, the the cod liver oil can go bad if it's not properly, um, I don't know if fermented is the right word, but definitely cod liver oil can be a, one of the supplements that can be rancid if you're not sure how it's being produced. So yeah, you want to be finding supplements that are quality supplements and your your path would help you with that. They probably have access to good quality supplements if you want to go there. But I thought I would include that so that if there are the lifestyle things that you are implementing, but while you implement them, you would like a little bit of extra support. These are the extra supports to put in place. They are not in place of a good night's sleep. They're not in place of a quality diet. They are to also Supplement a good night's sleep, enough water, and a good diet. Supplements should be used like the word describes them as a supplement to the other awesome things that you're already doing. Okay, so our takeaways for the strategies of hormones while we wrap up this podcast is to practice your four by four square breathing, eat slowly, chew well to support digestion. Have a meal or snacks that are a combination of protein, fat, and fiber. Get great sleep. Manage your stress. So mindfulness, counseling, breath work, social interactions, social connections, and eat a diet of whole foods, having very little wheat, dairy, sugar, alcohol, and caffeine included. If you need anything, if this has felt overwhelming, if you haven't quite understood what I was talking about, or you just don't know where to start, then it's literally my job to help people to figure this stuff out. I love nerding out about it, I love talking about it, so feel free to send me an email and we can make arrangements for you to come and have a conversation about balancing hormones, better digestion, The things that will make you feel stronger. Okay, have a great day, everybody. I hope you have a fantastic week and I will talk to you next Monday. Thanks for listening to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Monday Matters, leave her a review, and share this episode on your social media. Should you have any questions about what you listen to or want more info, reach out and send her a message at K2HealthWithHolly on Instagram and Facebook. She loves hearing from her listeners. See you next time.